happy Monday. Welcome to the Healing She Got Faith talk show. It is Lily, your founder and your host, and of course, your self-love advocate. Oh my gosh, y'all. How are y'all doing? Man, it's episode 31, and I titled this one, I Finally Got the Words for Cabo, because y'all, last week, I was in Cabo for my first international speaking conference. And y'all, I have been trying to get the words to really describe like how I'm feeling, where I'm at, what Cabo did to me. Like it was just an honest, like an authentic, amazing trip that literally just like changed the game for me. Like I don't even know. So before I get into that, because we're definitely going to talk about that, I did pull some cards. So I got a new card right before I left from Mexico. And so just FYI, this episode might be a little, um, what's it called, explicit because I'm probably going to curse. But this first deck of cards, I think I got it from Amazon. Um, it's called Inner Fucking Peace, okay? And it has been saving my life, y'all. Like when I say just being free-spirited and just like authentically being yourself and like this deck of cards definitely gives me just that okay so the first card i picked it says seriously and it says a wise woman once said fuck this shit and she lived happily ever after i got some words for that the second card i picked it says pay the piper and move on drop and give me zen okay and then i picked one card from the body gratitude deck of cards by jess sanders and it says i want people to realize that fitness doesn't have to look oh i'm sorry let me restart that it says i want people to realize that fitness doesn't have a look or an aesthetic or a weight lizzo i move my body not to look a certain way but because it feels good yes so this first card, a wise woman once said, fuck this shit, and she lived happily ever after. Cabo literally taught me that, y'all. Like, I was in Cabo literally living my best life. Like, I was just doing things. I was just authentically myself. I wasn't worried about, like, what other people thought. I wasn't worried about the snickering. Like, if there was any, I honestly don't know if there was any. But I just was not worried about anything. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing this is the type of life that I'm supposed to be living. This is my purpose, like speaking, talking about grief, being by the ocean, being with my support system, being with my, my brother was there, being with family, being with friends. Like literally, this is what life is about. Life is not about money. Life is not about stressing. Life is not about trying to fit this uh, picture perfect life. Like life is not like that. And so it literally got to the point where like, I have had so much trial an era and tribulation in the last couple of months fuck that y'all in the last couple of years okay from my since my mom passed away to moving to new york to moving back to st louis to owning my own business to owning my own building to owning my own house to trying to do this dating thing trying to have friends trying to be 30 like I have just had so many transitions and I just right before Mexico I was just in a really not so good mental space okay I was not in a good mental space I was literally just like at a place where I was just like 
I just don't know what life looks like for me. I don't know what I did wrong. I just don't know. I keep depending on the right on the wrong people. I keep falling in love with the wrong people. I keep trusting people that shouldn't have made it past hello. Like, what am I doing wrong? And so being in Cabo, like I just had that moment of like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm finna live really so like I've been saying that, but literally y'all, like I am about to start being one within Lisa. Like I am no longer playing these games with myself or with anybody else. Like I am no longer doing that. Okay. So yeah, that card. Mm -hmm. The second one says pay the piper and move on. Drop and give me Zen. Honestly, like I was so at peace in Cabo. Like I woke up next to the Pacific Ocean. I was well rested. The waves just energized me. And like literally like every day, this was one of the one of the few times in my life where there was no drama. There was no disappointment. I mean, let me let me say this. The first two days of Cabo was a little um rough. But I really got to practice my boundaries and to the point where like my friend Crystal came in and really had my back when she started seeing me to get flustered, like really stepped in to be like, it's okay, Lisa, like I got it because she was seeing that like I was in my boundaries and I was getting to a place where like I was I was going to start stressing. So to have that support system be like, you don't have to stress like it's okay, let me handle it. Okay. And like she protected me in that and I don't know if y'all been listening to like the last couple of podcasts, but I've really just been praying for people who are protectors, people who will protect me because I will overdo it. I mean, it was one point where like Crystal really came in, I think it was on the second day, maybe second. Yes. First or second day. And I was just like, I'm just worried because I want everybody to be happy. And like, I just feel like I'm trying so hard and nothing is going right. And Crystal was like, I got it. Don't even worry about it. She was like, Lisa, we are happy. Like, you have made this happen for us and for other people like trust and believe like we got you like let let us handle it so drop and give me zen like after that yeah i was cool like i didn't care about nothing else i didn't care about what anybody has to say i didn't care about any of that like it was literally just like okay listen it is what it is this is where i'm at this is what it is like okay so yeah so mm, though that's good the last card from the body gratitude, I move my body not to look a certain way, but because it feels good. Yeah, I danced my butt off in Cabo. Like, I danced like nobody was looking, honey. I danced because, like, one, I like to dance, but I'm one of those people, like, I don't have a rhyme or rhythm. I really can't dance. I can't sing, but I love it. Like, music really speaks to my soul. And so, with that being said, like, it was just amazing for me to, like, be able just to dance. I didn't care how I looked. I didn't care if I was offbeat. I didn't care if anybody had anything to say. Like, I literally was just dancing. I was in my groove. I was in there. And one of the things, like, when my when I started losing weight, um, dancing was it. Like, I didn't do traditional working out. But, like, dancing just speaks to me. Dancing helps me to be healthy. Dancing, dancing helps me to be one with my body, which is just so amazing. And so... For me, it's like I've really been falling in love with my body because I've just been taking care of it. I've just been nurturing it. I've just been getting to know my body um, more. And I think that's so special and I think that's so good. So um, these cards were definitely on point, y'all. Like I think a lot of 
think a lot of times, and I learned this from Cabo, was a lot of times we're just hard on ourselves because of expectations from other people. Other people always have expectations of us. And I think this society just forces us to believe that, like, you can have this expectation of that person because of X, Y, and Z. But, like, what's our expectation for us? Like, what's your expectation for yourself? I have always said, even as a child, I just want peace and happiness. That's it. I don't need the big house. I don't need the six-figure salary. But you know what? Let me say this. I do receive it. I do accept it because, honey, listen, I deserve it, okay? But it's never been about the material things. It's always been about peace. I got tired of seeing my family in survival mode. I got tired of me being in survival mode. Like, I want peace, y'all. I want peace. I'm tired of fighting for life. I'm tired of fighting to be on top. I don't need to be on top, honey. Like, it does not need to be that way. And so I think a lot of times we just really have to, we just have to, well, what that first guy say? fuck that shit, let it go. <laughs> we have to, y'all. Um, coming back from Cabo, I just really didn't know, like, how to describe Cabo. I really didn't know how, like, put the words together. But as... I've kind of just been reflecting and kind of been home. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all, like, I have been fighting this many depression, like, leaving Cabo, coming back to St. Louis, it's a freaking oven out here. We are in an extreme heat advisory, okay? Um, And trying to adjust to, like, just life. Just life. Like, life was so free in Cabo. Like, yeah, we had work to do. Yeah, we had bills to pay. Yeah, we had this. But, like, it just wasn't such a big deal deal like you just did what you had to do and you made it happen and coming back to st louis and you just meet people who just don't want to heal you just meet people who constantly have something wrong with them you just constantly see there's a death every day i came back to my building y'all somebody had broke my window to my garage had left trash all on my all on my building but i was on such a high i was like bro i don't even care like Whatever, I just picked up the trash. I called my contractor. I was like, hey, when you get a chance, can you look at this window? Like, I'm not I'm not even gonna be mad because people are so hurt. People are so hurt, y'all. People do not want to kill. People want to stay in their trauma. And one of my biggest lessons is that I can no longer be that person. I can no longer live in my trauma. I can no longer live in survival mode. I can no longer be so busy that I don't have time for life. Like, that is no longer an option for me. Like, no, honey, no, this is not going to work for me, okay? And it's hard. It's hard to be in that position and see the people you love. Like, they're just not necessarily in this space. Like, I'm a person that I am very okay with who I am. I'm very confident in who I am. I love myself, y'all. Like, And it's taken me such a long time to get to this place. For so long, people have told me how to be. People have told me I was negative. I mean, people have told me I was demonic, y'all. Like, for so long, people have constantly told me what I did wrong. When nobody ever just gave me grace for just being who I am, okay? And... I think growing up, that was hard. That was hard for me. So as y'all know, like I've been in therapy and as I'm going through my family origins, like 
the common theme is I've constantly always just begged for attention. And even if you read my first book, Everyone Has a Story, I'm constantly in that book talking about how I just never felt heard. I never felt like nobody listened to me. I never felt like anybody really paid attention to me. I was always a person that nobody worried about. Like, Lisa gonna make it. At least gonna make it to the top. And I'm at a point in my life, and I had to be very honest with myself. Like, I'm so tired of doing things by myself. Like, I've spent enough time on myself. Like, I've done the work, and I'm tired. Where are the people that are dedicated? Why do I keep attracting broken people? Okay, and a lot of times the answer is because people see the love I give. People see a genuine love. Like, baby, I'm a unicorn. Okay, um, <laughs> I know that has a different meaning. I'm not that type of unicorn though. Um, I mean, like a magical creature. <laughs> I'm a magical creature, y'all. Like, you don't see too many things. Let me tell y'all something. Well, I might have said this in a previous um, podcast, and I believe I did. When I went to Detroit back in April, I met this beautiful couple, um, Miss Healthy, Miss uh, Healthy You. Okay, she was on, she was on this show in May. I met her and her husband Damien in person. We went to this play, and a beautiful couple, y'all, a beautiful couple. Okay, so um, Elena and Damien, so beautiful. I'm talking about prayer warriors. I'm talking about they real honey, like Miss Elena, honey. She Detroit. Okay. And uh, Mr. Damien came up to us, me and Crystal, my friend Crystal was out there, and he just started speaking life over me and Crystal. Like, he was like, this is a divine sisterhood, you know, y'all are going to have to fight for this friendship. And then he looked at me and he said, let me tell you something, everybody can't go where you're going, okay? He said, he said you're a Rolls Royce, okay? You ain't no Mercedes Benz. And he was like, do you know the difference? And I'm like, I mean, they cars, you know, I'm sure one is more expensive than the other. And he was like, so you can see a Mercedes in every other car. It's, it's an easier car to get, but you don't see too many Rolls Royces, okay? He said, you are the Rolls Royce. Everybody can't touch you. Everybody can't get in. Everybody can't go with you, honey, okay? Everybody can't be that. And... At this time, it was hard for me to hear that because I just wasn't where I needed to be. But as time went on and I started to see that I was falling out with people, I started to see that I was breaking contracts. I started to see that like people that I loved and trusted just couldn't go where I was going, y'all. And I started to just remember his words. And even to the point where like I remember telling somebody like, yeah, like this is what this guy said. Like, what do you think about it? And that person literally was like, well, I guess I'm just different. I see Rolls Royces all the time. And I'm like, of course you do. Like, because again, nobody freaking listens to Lisa. <laughs> and um, so just like coming to that point where like that was really a wake up call for me. Like, dang, like you really missed the whole point of the story I was trying to tell you. Like. That's what he's saying. So, like, you're going to be one of those people that can't go with me. You're going to be one of those people that you can't sit. You can't even sit in. A, baby, you can't even pump the gas to my car. Like, you, you're not even going to be at the same gas station as me. Okay? And as I've started to grow and as I've started to take my healing journey, as y'all know, like, I've been on this six-month healing, um, healing challenge. And it has been very difficult I have just been in a place where I've had to just accept who I am. I can no longer 
be forced by other people to be something that I'm not. I can no longer live up to your expectations. People tell me all the time, you got this red, orange, or yellow hair. You got these long nails. You talk the way you talk. Like, if you want to get to higher places, you're going to have to change. You you have to know your place. You have to know your environment. But, baby, let me tell you something. I have literally gotten all my opportunities because of me. Me simply being me. Let me tell you something. I love me some Cardi B, honey. Okay? And one of the reasons is because... She is her. It don't matter. You may not listen to her music. You may not like who she is as a person, but that woman is her. When I look at Cardi B, I see myself. Like, and she's younger than me. So, like, I see myself because throughout my whole life, I was myself. And there were people in my path. There were people in my path that tried to stop Lisa from being Lisa. Even recently, like, me being authentically who I am and people, like, trying to dim my light like you too loud you too this you too that and not accepting me but ex but expect me to accept them and so i had that realization like you know if you can't accept me for who i am more than likely like this just not gonna work because that's not fair to me why do i have to deprive my personal soul to make you comfortable honey no. So I want to just kind of go over just like some life lessons that I had in Cabo. So like one of the biggest things that I, I, one of the biggest revelations I had in Cabo was as I've gotten older, we really do have to practice boundaries with ourselves and with life. And what I mean by that is like in Cabo, everybody was drinking. So like I'm older now, like I'm, I'm 30. I cannot drink like how I drank when I was 19. And so the recovery for drinking too much was definitely a struggle. So I had to like set that boundary with like, yeah, everybody else is drinking, but I'm gonna have to slow it down. Don't get me wrong. Like I wasn't perfect at it. Like I still very much was tipsy and had a very good time. But also too, like um, I went jet skiing and that was my first time going jet skiing and yeah, I was jet skiing in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I had never jet skied before. The waves were humongous, okay? And, like, there were sharks in there. Let me tell you about this story, okay? I didn't actually see, like, a big shark, but there's definitely, like, great whites. <laughs> there's, like, tiger sharks and lemon sharks. Like, there's definitely, like, sharks in that water, okay? So... With the jet skis, we were supposed to have two double jet skis and one single jet ski. So it was going to be me and my best friend, Crystal, and another friend. And then my brother was going to do jet skis by himself. Well, the guy was like, well, you guys are too big to be doing double. And I was like, dang, but that's like what we paid for. Like, you know, y'all probably should have said that before we paid for it. And he was like, I mean, y'all can try it. But if you break my jet ski, it's $12,000. I was like, well, go ahead and give me the single one, whatever. So I've never been interested in jet skiing, like ever in life. I've never been interested, okay? So he's like, okay, who's ready to go? At this point, I kind of have an attitude, but I'm trying not to. So I'm like, I'll go. So I go on the jet skis. I go out, yeah. I go out to the way deep ocean. I'm talking about I'm out there with the yachts and boats, and the waves are humongous. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there for like 15, 20 minutes, and my brother comes by. He's like, yo, what you doing? I'm like, bro, I'm having like a mental breakdown. Um, but part of that was because as I'm going out into this ocean, I see stingrays like 
jumping out the water and doing flips. And I'm like so amazed. I love sharks, y'all. I love sharks, okay? Um, matter of fact, just fun fact, my three favorite animals, gators, crocs, and sharks, okay? And now them, them mugs can uh, live amongst each other. Woo, woo, honey. Actually, I'd be scared to go in the ocean because I don't want no uh, sea, seesaw crocodile to come and eat me, okay? So, um, I'm seeing this thing where so my brother come out there. He's like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm kind of having like a nervous breakdown. Like, we in the ocean. Like, this ain't the beach. This is the ocean. And he like, yeah. And so, my friend Kayla comes out. Mind you, Kayla does not know how to swim, okay? So, Kayla comes out. And I'm like, well, wait, y'all, wait. And so, we literally see like a school of stingrays just in a circle they flipping out the water i'm like look y'all like it was just so amazing and then and like later on i'm like you know stingrays usually jump out the water for protection so there might have been a bigger shark under us which is very interesting um but like i just let loose like yeah i had a photo shoot in the middle of the pacific ocean like one of the guys saw me like trying to get my phone and he was like He's like, do you want a picture? And like, just took like amazing pictures of me in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I was like challenging myself to go deeper, to ride the waves. Like, it was just so beautiful. While we were out there, because the workers definitely forgot about us. So I was only supposed to do it for 30 minutes. We definitely did it for almost two hours. Um, my friend, my best friend, Renisha, and my friend, Crystal, was there and so they had like made the executive decision they didn't want to go jet skiing because they were able to see the waves that like we really we weren't able to see the waves because we was in the waves but they were on the beach and they could see the waves so they had made the executive decision that they were not going to jet ski because it just didn't look safe so after that we get off the jet skis we meet them and i'm like do y'all want to jet ski and at first they were like yeah and then it was just taking too long and then they saw these big old waves and they was like nah we good and so I so me, TJ, and Kayla was like, okay, well, we're gonna go in the ocean because in Cabo, you really can't go in the ocean, or when I say ocean, I mean the beach, okay? You really can't go on the beach because the waves and the undercurrent is so dangerous. And of course, like because the waves are so big, I mean sharks are close, okay? And if you ever traveled, you know that they usually put up the red, green, or yellow flag. Cabo is always on red. I mean, always on red. So we end up going in the beach and at first i'm like okay it's cool yeah this big old wave came and took me out when i say i look like a rotisserie chicken just tumbling in this wave honey so both tj and kayla grabbed me by my arm because i'm like i you like i am struggling honey and so they grabbed me they each had me on both arms and I like they're they're picking me up and I'm like I'm like I'm trying to stand up but I'm laughing so hard like I can't stand up because I just can't believe this is happening to me and like but they're actually like hurting my arm and so they're picking me up so I'm pretty sure so like they both have me so I can't really touch the sand because mind you sand you know like it's not ground so it doesn't stay put so every time i try to stand up i'm falling because i can't reach the ground and the ground keeps moving so finally i'm like let me go let me go just let me go so they drop me but when they drop me a big old wave comes and gets me again so kayla goes for me yeah kayla cannot swim kayla ends up falling in the ocean so all you see is these two grown-ass women floating in this wave 
like two rotisserie chickens. So TJ jumps in. He has me on one arm and Kayla on the other arm. And he's like, he's like, come on, y'all. Y'all got to stand up. Y'all got to stand up. It's this local, this Mexican. He like, mama, bonita, just stand up. Just stand up. TJ, like, I look like I got two of my daughters. And that man is just yelling. Like, he's like, come help me. Come help me. So finally, I'm like, let me go. I'm finna stand up. So I start crawling. So TJ finally puts me down. TJ's my brother. I start crawling. This way, come and take me again, y'all. It took me like 15, 20 minutes to get out this daggone beach. And then I finally got out. And I'm just cracking up, y'all. And like, they, the next day, I had bruises all over my arm from like them grabbing my arm. But it was so funny. But one of those life lessons was like, Crystal was like, mm -mm, I'm not getting in the water. I'm not going to just skin. And it was just a realization for me, like, as we get older, we learn to appreciate certain things. Like when we're young, we think, you know, life is young. We think that we have all this time in the world. But as we get older, we start to appreciate that, like, we're not going to be here all the time. And there are certain things that we have to do to protect ourselves and to feel safe. Like safety is number one. And as you get older, as you go on this healing journey, you realize that, like, safety isn't just a physical thing. It's a mental. It's an emotional. It's a financial um, our safety net is beyond physical or whatever the case may be. So like there really was a point where I was just like, okay, we really do have to like set boundaries between ourselves and life. Like you may not be as comfortable as the next person. You may not have the same values as the next person. You may not like the same thing as the next person. And like uh, setting your bounty, but look, setting your boundaries and standing in that and not just with people but with yourself like with life in general like if you don't like that food don't eat it if you don't like that drink don't drink if if you know you don't want to go jet skiing don't go jet skiing like setting in that boundary do not let people peer pressure you into something that you legit don't want to do so that was one of the biggest lessons the second biggest lesson was like just being authentically you okay so i'm going to give you all a quick example so my ego was kind of struck not kind of my my ego was struck i was at this party on the resort and my job the whole trip i had been dancing i had been wearing my clothes honey i looked this so good okay and so i was at this party and um i was dancing like it, it don't bother me to dance in front of people for real for real i mean i might do the same dance but it is what it is like i love music and so this one song came on. It was a twerk song. And so, like, I put my hands on my knees and this woman, this stranger came behind me. She started patting my butt. But she was like, girl, you better learn how to twerk and then just walked away. And I was like, hmm. And I kind of got quiet. And then the music changed, which I was kind of like, okay, that's my cue to go. Because it was like some techno music and I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was just like, yeah, like they was, they was playing Spanish and rapping R&B and then they started playing techno music and I was like, yeah, I'm just not into it right now. So we end up leaving. We end up going to the main bar, the main sitting area in um, in the resort. And so everybody goes and gets their drinks. I don't really want to drink because I had just been drinking too much the two days prior to that. And so my friend Crystal was sitting next to me and I was just like, you know, my ego kind of just, got hurt and she was like what happened and so I told her the situation and she was like oh well you know she was like that was kind of rude and she could have said it you know she she could have not said anything she could have just left it at us having fun because like 
you know, we're all having fun. Like, it, it's just a fun atmosphere. So she was like, it's okay, Lisa. Like, if that hurts your feelings, like, it's okay. Again, y'all, her protecting me because I am often the person where I just, I'm not allowed to feel what I feel, right? So everybody gets their drinks. We're kind of sitting at this table. And so I'm like, um, y'all, like, um, I was just telling Crystal. So everybody came with their drinks and I, I started talking to them. And I was like, y'all, like, I was just telling Crystal that, like, my feelings kind of got hurt because, like, what that lady said to me. Like, I was just having fun. Like, why why would she say that? And then I'm like, I'm even more upset because why am I tripping off of it? Like, why was my feelings so hurt? And I was like, you know, I think the hardest part about business is minding your own. Because, like, I was just having fun. Like, I wasn't trying to be on nobody's dance competition. I wasn't trying to dance on nobody's man. Like, I was just like, why Why do we have to be so critical of people? Like, do your thing. Dance. Like, do what your body tells you to do. And so, like, um, my brother and my best friend, they, you know, they all started talking. And it was like, yeah, I mean, like, people just need to learn to mind their business. Like, you do not need to be worried about the next person. Then y'all, Crystal tells me, you know, the lady you was talking about was sitting behind you. And I'm like, well, I already said it. I hope she heard me. <laughs> but for real, y'all, like, we really just got to learn to stay in our lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no reason for you to talk about anybody else. There is no reason for you to even be worried about what somebody else is doing. And even though she probably meant no harm, but we really have to be mindful of people like, People are really working on themselves. People are really hurt. People are like going insane. And luckily it was me that she said that too. And some people might just be like, oh, you're too sensitive. But that's also been a big problem in my life. Like people just dismiss my feelings. Like, yeah, that hurt my feelings. Y'all. So I want y'all to hear on this podcast that hurt my feelings with her saying that my feelings were legit hurt because I was just dancing. Like, who cares if my booty bounce up and down? Like, if I'm dancing and I'm comfortable with who I am, who are you to tell me I need to learn how to twerk? Like, baby, I'm, I don't even have a booty. Like, I just, I'm just all back, honey. So you're going to get what I give you. Um, and then I was over it, y'all. Like, I talked about it. I said it. And I was just over it. But I say that to say, like, that's why it's so important to know who you are, respect who you are. That's why the healing process is very important. Like, I know when I get further in my healing journey, stuff like that will not bother me. But because I'm just now entering that phase of like, okay, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am and I'm pretty comfortable with how I am. Little stuff like that might trigger me because my whole life I've had to fight to be good enough. My whole life I've had to fight to be pretty enough. My whole life I had to fight to look fit enough to just do all these things. And at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, Will her words determine who I am as a person? No. Did they hurt me? Yes. Can I say that? Of course. Is it going to determine my life from this point on? No. Like, I'm cool. Like, guess what, y'all? I'm still going to dance. I'm in St. Louis. I'm definitely signed up to go to a couple dance classes. I definitely have a couple dance classes happening at my building. Like, no. But in that moment, little Lisa was so struck. And I had to comfort her. And comforting her was talking to Crystal, talking to my brother and my best friend. And just let them know, like, my energy is a little low because my feelings was hurt. Okay? Um, Outside of that little mishap, being in Cabo, I got to be myself with no worry. I was able to be the redhead, freckled, like, most people just look at me and I look white. Like, I remember I met this lady and we were just talking and we like me and my brother were telling people like we was Puerto Rican. And so 
we met this guy and his girlfriend came up. He was like, what do you think they are? And she was like, oh, some type of Latino. And then she was like, well, your brother looks Latino. She's like, mama, I'm sorry. You just look white. I'm like, oh, I know. Because um, I, I think on my dad's side, we're part Irish. Um, I'm pretty... I can't remember, but um, we got, like, our daddy is white, so I, I'm, like, I'm very aware, like, I have the blue eyes, the freckles, and then now I have the red hair, like, I definitely look more Irish than anything, like, I don't look a lick of Puerto Rican, which is fine, like, I'm okay with that, like, you don't have to apologize and tell me, like, oh, you look white, like, I get it, I know, I'm I'm a white Puerto Rican, like, that's just what it is, um, and she was just very cool about it, she was telling me, like, she was from California, and, you know, she hangs out with a lot of Latinos. And so, like, being able to have that, that that conversation and even in that conversation, like, oh, you're just very confident in who you are. And I'm like, yeah, like, I have to be confident in who I am because my whole life I've had to struggle. I've had to, um, I've been in my, I, like, and it wasn't a struggle, like, that the world would see. It was an inside struggle. Like, am I pretty enough? Am I worthy enough? Am I beautiful enough? Am I woman enough? Am I this? Am I this? Am I this? Am I this? To be to a point where like, yes, I am. Whatever it is, I am. That that's who it is. I am. Okay. Um so just being able to be myself with no worry. I didn't have to worry about how other people felt about me. Like, even when I got a little too tipsy, like my friends just made sure I got to my room, made sure I was okay. Like like, my friend Crystal, she was like, you are the type of person you don't like to be touched. You don't like to be lovey-dovey. She was like, honey, you got some drinks in you, and you was very touchy. And I was like, that is so funny because I'm literally not that person. Like, don't hug me. Don't rub me. Don't touch me. Don't do none of that. Like, don't even pat me on the back. I hate it. But she was like, girl, you had got some of that tequila, uh, that Mexican holy water and honey. You was all lovey-dovey. So that was that was real cool. Um, I think one of the major things was I didn't really journal in my journal, but I did um, like video journaling while I was in while I was in Cabo. And so like every morning I woke up around like six or six thirty and I sat outside or I left my door open. Yeah, it was so beautiful because like I had an ocean front view, so I would leave the sliding door open. I was on the third floor, so like people really couldn't like see in my room. Um, I would leave the door open. There was a walk-in shower. There was a bathtub in the middle of the room. So like I would leave the door open. I would take a bath or I would take a shower. I'd be in my robe and I would either sit on my bed or sit on the balcony in my robe and just listen to the waves and like literally just got energized. I would pull a deck of cards. I would do my um, video journaling and do like literally just got energized by the Pacific Ocean, drank my water, did like my morning routine. It was just really, really beautiful. One of the cool things that I did was um, I would take a bath like at one or two o'clock in the morning. So it was pitch dark outside, but you could hear the ocean. So the door would be open and had my glass of Bacardi, honey, okay? So it was just amazing to get energized by the ocean. It was amazing to like just sit in silence with in such a beautiful environment, just be so appreciative. Like, I don't even think my mom and dad could ever fathom, like, this is the type of life we would be living. And I'm so grateful that I get to do that. Like, I'm grateful that I get to travel. I'm grateful that I get all these experiences. Like, yeah, I love the ocean. I love the water. Like, I am a freaking mermaid, okay? Um, the last thing I had to talk about was just, um, you know, this being my first international speaking trip. 
Um, there was amazing speakers, y'all. Shout out to the host, Miss Latoya. She's been on the show too. She was actually our first Greek Beyond Death um, guest. And shout out to her for her believing in me, for her connecting with me. I mean, right before I was recording, me and her was texting and like literally just crying with one another. Like, that is my soul sister, y'all. Shout out to her for putting this together. Next year, we up in St. Lucia's. Oh, I cannot wait, honey. Um, but just she really brought some amazing speakers together. She really brought some amazing people together. Her travel agent, Rochelle, who was also a speaker, really did her thing. And honestly, just speaking like, there are no words for Cabo. I mean, I just sat here and spoke for almost 35 minutes about it. But there isn't like one specific word for it. But I will say this. Um, I think I finally am able to say I finally got the words for Cabo because I finally just realized I was able to be authentically me. I was able to really be who I'm called to be without a worry. I was able to be me. And I think that's so special because I feel like my whole life I've been fighting to just be me. And now I'm living in my purpose. I own this organization. I'm doing what I love to do. And things don't, things are not perfect, y'all. Like my business is struggling. My book is struggling. Like my partnerships are struggling, y'all. But this experience taught me that I'm living in my purpose and I'm doing what I need to do. And it just takes time and patience. Yeah, it just takes time and patience. And so if you're listening to this today, I just want you to know it may not look how you think it should look, honey. But you keep working and you keep fighting. You may not know how to pay the bills. You may not know how you're going to make it. You may not know how you're going to fill up your tank. But I promise you, you have to keep investing in yourself. You have to keep loving who you are. I say it all the time. That's that is the uh what's it called? The subtitle of my logo. Love you the way you love the world. And I know, I know it may seem impossible. I know the bills gotta get paid. I know the love has to happen. I know your family has to be taken care of, but I promise you, do not give up your dreams. I was so close to giving up my dreams before Mexico. I was so close to throwing in the towel, y'all. And that's not something I want to admit to, but I'm gonna admit to it to y'all because I don't want to be phony. I don't want to be fake. I don't I don't want to sit up here and tell y'all it's all golden because it's not. It's still not golden, y'all. I still came back to bills having to be paid to me like, whoo, how are we going to make this happen, honey? But listen, you keep believing in yourself. You keep being smart. You keep investing in yourself. One of the things that I said in one of my journals um, was everybody should invest in themselves. Go to an all-inclusive get you a room even if you have somebody i mean even if you have somebody or if you're a couple you know get you a room get you a suite stay in there and invest in yourself pay the extra couple dollars to really feel the luxury y'all rejuvenate yourself empower yourself love yourself honey um we all deserve that we all need it and the, the beautiful thing about traveling now that like me and my brother talked about was when we were younger, all of this seemed so far out of reach, but traveling can be so affordable now, you know, and so maybe you can't do the luxury stuff at first, but get you a little taste. Like when I went to Jamaica, that was my first time doing an all-inclusive and I stayed in the courtyard view and it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I said, my next all-inclusive, I'm going to have an oceanfront and my next all-inclusive was Cabo and I had an oceanfront, y'all. 
you have to you have to invest in yourself you have to cater to yourself love you the way you love the world honey okay so i had some other stuff that i was gonna talk about where we just gonna wait till next week because i just wanted to come here and tell y'all about cabo Cabo was beautiful, and if you ever get an opportunity to speak, go to all-inclusive, get that oceanfront, spend money on yourself, like, I encourage you to do so. Be smart about it, though. Like, get you a budget, be smart about it, do what you have to do, but also, too, y'all, like, just really love you the way you love the world. You can make the life you want happen. It's not, it may not happen overnight. It might, some people, it make it happen overnight it may not happen overnight mine is definitely not happening overnight but i am not giving up on what i love to do honey i am not giving up on what i love to do so i encourage you to keep going i encourage you to truly love you okay if you need to hear somebody say that they're proud of you listen to me when i say this i am so proud of you i love you so much I am so happy that you made it this far. I'm so happy that you took that step. I am so happy that you went for your dreams. Even when it looked crazy to everybody else, honey, I am so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I want to give you a hug. Imagine me giving you a hug right now, honey. I am so, so, so proud of you, okay? And I love y'all. I want to shout out all my listeners. I want to shout out my followers, y'all. I just want to leave you with this. Be authentically you. And love you the way you love the world. I'm not even doing housekeeping today because I just want you to leave here with a message. Be you. Love you. That's what Cabo taught me. Cabo taught me that I can dance like nobody is looking, honey. All right? I love you. I'll catch you next Monday.